0: Hello, this is Sister Lisa coming to you from the E.L., the Edwin and Elder Library, and today we're going to be doing Chapter 9, Restore Us, O God, Psalms 80, Verse 3. Meeting God in Holy Places, a devotional journey by F. Lagarde Smith, illustrated by Glenda Ray. I'm debating on whether to do this or not because I'm really biting allergies or cold. But um, as the day progressed, I decided um, um, I need this. I need my devotional. I need to read this. I need this time. So I'm going to sit here and try to do this um, for you all as well. And I hope I don't regret this. I hope I don't sound really, really bad. I know my voice sounds lower and kind of scratchy, and I sneeze a lot. So I'm going to try to get through this without any... um, episodes. (laughs) Model of Second Temple. Restoration. I assumed it would be like all all the other models of villages I had seen. Among my favorite childhood memories was a model that stood in the middle of the public park in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Later in my travels to England, I was enthralled by a large model village in the Devon beach town of Babacombe near Torquay torque yeah, clay and an even more intricate one in Verton on the water the well-known tourist spot close to our cottage in the Cotswolds that one has a tiny tiny model village within the model village exactly where it is in the actual village so what else would this outdoor model be but yet another fascinating little toy town with houses streets and other structures duplicated in miniature scale to the delight of both children and adults what i discovered in jerusalem at the model of the second temple was anything but what i had expected it was like walking back in time to the days of christ for almost a week i had been wandering around the old city in search of various significant sites only to get hopelessly lost particularly in the arab corridor with its compact maze of s-o-u-k-s sulks crowded with merchants and shoppers even when i was guided by my friend joseph i could hardly make sense of all the ruins he would show me a wall from the time of ezra here a column from the byzantine era there a crusader building over here a street built by herod over there ruins and rubble ruins and more rubble by the end of the week in the old city jerusalem is beginning to look like a little more than ruins and rubble How is a person ever to get a feel for the reality of the first century world of Jesus and the apostles when it lies mostly buried under layer upon layer of political and military conflict? Where does a person begin to get his bearings when one ancient wall has been replaced by another, more modern one, and that one replaced by yet another? Even more frustrating are the many sites of biblical interest which are today covered over by some ecclesiastical structure. How is anyone to appreciate what the original scene must have looked like when it is camouflaged by stained glass and marble? And what could be more ironic? In an attempt to preserve the holy places of history, the church itself has often been most responsible for obscuring the view. You can imagine, then, how thrilling it was to find this model of ancient Jerusalem constructed under the direction of a team of archaeological, literary, and biblical scholars— As far as possible, it is even constructed of the original materials used at the time, including marble, stone, wood, copper, and iron. H.E.I.M. Haim Prez, the man who actually built the model, proudly handed me a small piece of the marble to carry home. At last it all made sense. At a scale of 1 to 50, you could almost believe that you were hovering above the old city in a helicopter. Look, there is Herod's palace and Pilate's residence in the same luxurious complex. And over there is Caiaphas's house, where Jesus was first brought after being arrested. With but the slightest imagination, you can almost see Jesus as he is being led back and forth through the city during the long night of his arrest and trial. For me, the highlight of the model was the second temple itself, the one originally built by Ezra and renovated by Herod. Despite reading about its construction and generally knowing its layout and dimensions, my mind still couldn't quite gasp that the temple must have looked like in the first century or how it related to the city of David or to Mount Zion. Perhaps nothing more obscures one's attempt to picture the second temple in its original state than a prior visit to Temple Mount, dominated as it is today by the El Asq Mosque and attention-grabbing Dome of the Rock. Without the model of the second temple to bring one back to first century reality, One might never fully appreciate how imposing the second temple used to be on that very site. But it was not just the temple's dominance of the model city that was surprising. It was also to the detail. Peering right down into the temple grounds, you can see a wall separating the court of the Gentiles from the area where only Jews were permitted to enter. So that's the wall of separation between Jews and Gentiles that was torn down by Jesus' death on the cross. Or at least the wall from which the figure of speech was drawn. And look, on the north side of the temple is the fortress of Antonio and the door leading from the Roman barracks out into the top of the temple portico. It was probably through that very door that Paul was taken so that he could make his defense to the rioting crowd that had caused him to be arrested. Without the model, I would never have known how close the barracks were to the temple. With each street structure in view, the biblical Jerusalem I have read about over and over again for a lifetime began to come alive. Only when I looked over and saw a cat taking a drink from the pool of Bethsaida was I brought back to reality. It was indeed only a model, but how very close it must have been to the real thing. With a model, we can see the real thing. The genuine article, no additives, no tawdry substitutes. That's the kind of Christianity I want. Just biblical Christianity at its very best. The good news is that we do have a model. It's the New Testament church itself, built on the foundation of Jesus and the Spirit-led apostles. What more do we need? Why all the accumulated centuries of dogma, creeds, encyclicals, synods, conventions, and church traditions? It's like taking first century Jerusalem and adding more walls. Expensive walls, burdensome walls, divisive walls. Walls that obscure Christ himself and make it almost impossible for me to rediscover the True heart and soul of Christian faith, the authenticity and simplicity of the model struck struck a deep chord in me. For in my own life, I see areas in need of spiritual restoration. With few exceptions, what I see is mostly ruin and revel ruin and rebel. Oh, I've built with good intentions, and there are times when I can look back and see my life in its glory, if you will. It was a time of innocence, of purity, of youthful commitment and spiritual idolism but time and the world have a way of eroding whatever we build. In fact, the natural world seems to prefer ruin and rubble to temples and towers. Through every force at its command, nature takes sinister pleasure in cracking, crumbling, eroding, and rusting our best efforts to build that which will endure through time. Sadly, my spiritual life has been no exception. Just when I thought my life in Christ was secure, I begin to notice telltale cracks been serious crumbling. At times, I hardly recognize myself, and it's not just the natural erosion caused by living in an evil world. No, I've actually been so bold as to intentionally redesign and rebuild, thinking that maybe I could improve on the pattern. Sometimes, I've even thought that the model which I had always followed was outdated, somehow embarrassingly out of step with the times, but at these times, I realize I'm building on shifting sand and not on the rock. How then could I ever expect anything else but ruin and revel? So for me, it's back to basics where I can make sense of my life. Back to biblical Christianity where no religious traditions can obscure my view of what God has called me to be. Back to the unabashed idealism of youth and to the commitment of faith which I sometimes ignore. By the grace of God, I will one day return to the old city of Jerusalem and walk again amidst the run the ruin and rubble that time and armies have not yet managed to destroy. It's a city that captures your soul, but when I'm old and unable to walk, take me back to the miniature model, where my dimming eyes can catch a last squinting glimpse of the Jerusalem of Jesus. No ruins, no rubble, no embellishment, no golden domes of a religion which denies the very deity of Christ. Give me one last taste of the real thing, and then let me rest restored in the shadow of Jesus, the great builder and architect of an eternal Jerusalem, where there will be no more ruins or rubble, and where I shall walk forever on the streets of purest gold. That's so true. That's so true. This world is just a temporary home. This world is our temporary home, and I know yesterday I was walking through the house and having one of my many conversations with my deceased husband he's not here but that doesn't stop me from talking to him i said honey i said you'll never be able to take me no more of your bucket list travels and he's like i felt in my spirit that he's like oh you're so wrong the best one's yet to come says the best one's yet to come heaven heaven that is the great that is the great adventure that's what I felt in my spirit that he was telling me. It's so true. It's so true. One more river to cross. One more mountain to climb. One more battle that I got to go through, leaving my troubles behind. One more battle with the devil, and I know he'll understand. I'm going through with Jesus. Hallelujah. Holding to his nail-scarred hands. I'm holding to his nail-scarred hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, God bless you all today. I made it through. I might not sound the best, but at least I made it through without having any attacks. So let's keep pointing others to the cross, and let's just keep on learning about Jesus. I'm living, I'm loving, I'm living, loving, learning about Jesus. Amen. Bye-bye.